Come on, let's give God one more big praise offering tonight. Amen. Okay, so uh, this is going to be kind of a weird night, but not, not, not like the rest of them aren't, but I'm just saying, I'll just admit it up front, this is going to be a little different because I have words for people, and, uh, uh, and I know that there's people in here dealing with certain things uh, because God's been dropping this in me. We, we, a couple of us uh, jumped in a rig and ran down to Vancouver yesterday, and we, we hooked up in a meeting, and, and uh, we were at uh, Pastor uh, Glenn Johnson's church in Vancouver, and uh, uh, Bill Shear, Pastor Shear uh, from Tulsa was there, and uh, Pastor Sharkey from Silcan, and, you know, it's just kind of a, a quick hit and, and get on the road, and, and just some things that he said, and it's like, it just uh, is harmonizing with what God's been saying to me all week long, and it, uh, and it just became apparent this afternoon that there's, there's individuals, God has a word for you, and so what you need to do is you need to reach up and grab it, and you need to say, okay, I'm, there's my part, and because it has, the, it has the potential to set you up for insane victory. Okay, and, and, and here's the deal, is that God, God wants every one of you to win. And he wants you to win every time. Listen, God wants you to win, and he wants you to win every time. Every time. You know, you know some, sometimes you might feel like you're losing, uh, and, and you might feel like you've been defeated, but here's the, here's the deal, is... You just keep moving, and you just keep, I mean, just obey God, just keep moving, and, and, and you're going to win. You, you know, there's no weapon formed against you that can prosper, and every tongue that rises against you, you get to condemn it. Your victory will demonstrate that, that I'm telling you, it's going to demonstrate the enemy's defeat. The best way to silence your enemy is just go ahead and win. Okay, all those voices shouting out against you, stop listening to that and just go ahead and succeed. Just do it. Just look at somebody and tell them, I'm just going to go ahead and win. You know, it, it doesn't look like you should. It doesn't look like you could. It doesn't feel like you're going to. But just go ahead and do it anyways. Just go ahead and do it anyways. But, but, but I want to say this to you because some of us, you know, we, uh, we, we're dealing with battles. Anybody know what a battle is? Okay, and, and a lot of times people are dealing with battles, and, and they're they're in the midst of battles, and and uh, but sometimes you know if you're not careful, the enemy will get you engaged in battles that don't matter. And, well, how how do I stay out of that? You know, because uh, let me tell you something. One of the things I don't want to do anymore, I don't want to waste any more time. Okay, you, you know, and because I think a battle that doesn't matter is just drama. And you don't need no more drama. Amen. Bless your heart. Okay? No more drama. So how do I know if this is a battle I should engage in? Uh, well, what's the reward? If you can't define the reward, you don't need to fight the battle. David was going to go take out Goliath, but he asked three times. No, no. Uh, and, and they informed him when he got there. You know, he heard him talking about who's going to get what. If, if, you, if, you know, whoever kills that giant, this is what he gets. And he asked three times, what do I get? He, he, he identified the reward. Because you know what? If there ain't no reward, there's no need for me to, to jump in here. See, you were not intended 
to fight exhibition bouts. You're better than that. You are a title holder. You're a champion. I said you're a champion. Okay. I can tell by the level of agreement that I got right here that we, need, that we might need to spend some time here. You're a champion. I don't feel like a champion. Life ain't looking very victorious. Okay. <laughs> Second Corinthians 5, 7. We, we don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. I don't care what it looks like. I care what it sounds like. Okay, when Peter, when Peter got out of the boat, you know, remember, remember when, when, when Jesus called Peter to get him out of the boat, Peter, Peter didn't actually walk on water. He walked on the word. And he had one word, come. And when he started looking, when he started looking at, at what it looked like, he, that's when he started sinking. Let me tell you when you're going to start sinking is when you start looking at what it looks like. And what you need to do is you, you, need to, you need to live by faith, and faith cometh by Hearing, not by looking. Okay, I said faith comes by hearing, not by looking. And you need to hear. See, when, when, when I was a child, when I, when I was immature, I, I thought like a child, I, I talked like a child, and I reasoned like a child. And, and you know, I, I think it was last week that we talked about this. Was that last week when we talked about, hey, the first step to growing, to growing up is, number one, stop talking about yourself you know, in an immature fashion and talking like you're some kind of a loser, like you ain't got the strength to do. Listen, if God has called you to win, then he has equipped you for success, okay? Because God, would, it would be cruel of God to, 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 to call you to do something that he hadn't equipped you to succeed at it. So in Ephesians 6.10, when he says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. When he said, be strong, it wasn't like a suggestion. It was, it's one of the commandments. Be strong. Okay, so in other words, you, you, you have strength. You can be strong because God told you in his word to be strong. And if God told you to be strong, guess what you, guess what you can succeed at? Strength. So, you know, what you need to say is, 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 you know, there just comes a point in time that you just got to say goodbye to all those weaknesses. If strength is a commandment, be strong. If strength is a commandment, weakness is a sin. So what you need to stop doing is stop tolerating weakness in your life. Come on, don't, don't just sit here and suck the oxygen out of the room. Just let's gear up. You're, look at somebody close to you and tell them, I am a champion. Look the other way and tell them, I'm talking about me. You know, you, you guys need to talk this up until you buy in. You, you know, hey, I, I, when I was a child, I, I talked like stupid stuff. I'm such a loser. I can't do this. This is too big for me. But when I became a man, when I matured, I put that away. I annihilated that. You know what you need to do? You need to stop tolerating weakness in your life. And, and, and let me tell you where the battles are going to come. See, here, here's one of the things you need to understand about, uh, about, about the enemy is the enemy, he never really comes and attacks you in the area of your strength. Right? He doesn't show up where you got his great strength. He, he comes at the area of your weakness. And so your weakness serves a purpose. 
Your weakness is going to introduce you to the enemy. But see, a lot of you, instead of fighting the enemy, you're battling your weakness. And you don't fight your weakness, you, you, you fight the enemy. But the weakness, if you eradicate that weakness, see, every time the enemy shows up in an area of my weakness, you, okay, listen, I'm going to kick the devil's booty, and I'm going to get rid of that weakness. Why? Because I don't need him coming back. And if he comes back two or three times in the same area, then I'm lazy. Okay, I'm, I'll just be pastoral tonight. You don't need to be lazy. You can't afford, you do, do not afford yourself the luxury of being lazy. Okay, Matthew eleven twelve says, From the days of John the Baptist, even until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. Listen, if you're going to get what God has for you, you're, you're going to rise up, and you're going to come against that weak stuff. It's, it, it, takes, it, takes a, uh, it takes a champion mindset to, to get your hands on what God's trying to put in your possession. Okay, it, it, you're going to have to rise up and get it. And you have an enemy. There's a, there's a scripture, it says, uh, it's in Corinthians. It says, for there, Paul talking, he said, I see a great and effectual door of opportunity open unto me, and there are many adversaries. And, and, it, and really, he said, the door is open to me and many adversaries. Not only do I see it, but so does my enemy. And so the enemy shows up. Because, let me tell you what the enemy wants to do. The enemy wants to feed your weakness. So you'll grow it, and God wants to eradicate it. God wants, you, God wants you to get victory in every realm of your life, and he wants, you to, he wants to help you remove, remove that weakness. But the enemy, he wants you to feed it, and he wants you to get around people who will tolerate it, and he wants you to find friends that will encourage it. And you have to say, you know what? I've had enough of that. Hello, somebody. I, I've had it. I am not allowing weakness to rule and reign in my life anymore. I'm, I'm going to deal with this thing. You know what? Well, I just don't think, I, you know, I don't think this is right. I don't think I have any weaknesses. I got news for you. You're an idiot. We all, we all have weaknesses, okay? We all look at somebody and say, I know yours. Just tell them because you, you know it's the truth. We have some stuff to deal with. And, and, and a lot of times we, we, end, up, we end up engaging in, in a, uh, battles that don't have any reward. Well, that, that's a weakness. That's called immaturity. That, that's just, that's just uh, you know, man, you, there's a bent towards drama. And, you know, if, I, if I'm in the middle of crisis, everyone will circle me and, and surround me and, and, and coddle me and comfort me. And that's a weakness that some of you guys need to, one, you got to get rid of it in your life. And two, you got to quit feeding it in somebody else's life. And here's the deal, is that any, anybody or anything that will feed your weakness, that is an enemy. I need you to understand your enemy. And anything that will feed, encourage, and tolerate a weakness, that is an enemy. Uh, David had a weakness. <laughs> Women. David liked the girls. And no, I mean David liked the girls. And the ones he shouldn't be touching, he couldn't keep his mind off of, remember? And 
And, and the thing is, is that because he didn't conquer that, you know what happened in the next generation is his son, Solomon, had 700 wives and 300 concubines. And when he died, he was suicidal. And I probably should move on and not elaborate there, but it, the, it, what you don't conquer is going to m- multiply in the next generation. Your freedom matters. I said, your freedom matters. See, uh, Samson had a weakness, and, and uh, well, Samson, his weakness was women too. No, it really wasn't. Samson's weakness was that he enjoyed praise. And so Delilah, she just figured out how to get that big old, you know, hunk of burning love to lay his head in her lap and tell her things that she had no business knowing. She wasn't worthy of knowing the, these revelations. And he shared them with her. Why? Because she would give him praise. And, and, and see, a, a lot of you guys, and especially men, a lot of you men are very susceptible to anybody that will compliment you. And you, you'll cave in and you'll, it, well, that's a weakness. And if, if you don't deal with it, it's going to kill you. Hello, somebody. I said, hey, be strong in the Lord. You got to get rid of this weakness. You got to deal with that weakness. You got to drive it out. Peter had a weakness. Peter, Peter's weakness was that no matter what group he was with, he just wanted to fit in. He wanted acceptance. So he was, you know, at one moment he's standing with Jesus and he said, man, I don't care what happens. I'll die with you. They, they can kill us all, but I'm, I'm here with you, man, to the bitter end. 45 minutes later, you know, when he separated, and they said, hey, weren't you one of the guys with Jesus? Jesus who? And everybody said, well, he was a coward. No, he just wanted acceptance no matter what group he was in. And some of you guys are so susceptible because you just want acceptance. You don't know. You're so insecure in who you are in Christ that no matter what circle you're in, you're just trying to fit in. That's a weakness. And you need to eradicate it. And anybody who feeds it is not your friend. Look, look at uh, 1 John. 1 John. It says, uh, this is the message which we heard of him. And this is what we're going to talk to you about. That God is light. And in him, there ain't no darkness. In him is light and revelation, insight and understanding. And in him, there is no darkness. There's no deception, no confusion. Okay, everything's clear in him. There's no darkness at all. Look at verse 6. If we say that we have fellowship with him, but yet we walk in darkness. If we say that we are with him in, in full light, but yet there's deception and, and uh, uh, you know, darkness in our life. We lie and we do not the truth. Look at verse 7. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. How many glad of that, that blood's been applied to your life? Okay, but we got to walk in the light, man. we got to walk in the light. Look at verse 8, and it says, If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth isn't in us. It's just kind of an interesting exercise. Just, just, let's just say weakness. Okay, uh, and, and let's take the word sin... And replace it with weakness. Okay, how I many you know that sin would be like a weakness? Okay, if we say, I don't have a weakness, then you've deceived yourself. And the truth isn't in you. Look, look at verse 9. But if we confess our weakness, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our weakness 
and to cleanse us from the unrighteousness that's the product of our weakness. If we confess our weakness, he's faithful and just. Man, let, let me just tell you something about your weakness. Let me tell you something about your weakness. Your weakness is going to introduce you to the enemy, okay? Number one, your weakness is going to introduce you to the enemy. Number two, your weakness, you don't have to confess your weakness to people. If you, matter of fact, if you confess your weakness to certain people, they'll use that as ammunition against you. Don't look at me with that tone of voice. Because you, you know, man, you know what's, no, I won't go there. Uh, but we, if we confess our weakness, our sin, he's faithful to forgive us. So obviously we're confessing it to him. David said, you know, hey, when I kept silent, my bones, man, they began to just fall apart. But when I confessed to you in your presence, that's when I found renewal and refreshing revival. We confess to him. Look at verse 10. If we say that we have, we've not sinned, that we, 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 that, that's not been our problem. We make him a liar, and the word isn't in us. And, man, I'm telling you, we, it's okay to know that you have a weakness. We've, you've got weaknesses, okay? You've got weaknesses. Let me tell you what's not okay, to tolerate them, to justify them, to let them hang in there, and to make excuses for them. No, if we're going to do what God's called us to do, if we're going to demonstrate Satan's defeat every day of our life, if we're going to rise up and be victorious, man, I'll tell you what, if you're going to rise to the top and live the life of a champion, you're going to deal with your weaknesses. You're going to say, you know what, that's an issue I have. And some of us, and I just feel led to go here for a minute, some of us, you know, you know what some of your weaknesses are, but instead of dealing with it, you keep trying to justify it, and you keep playing with it, and you need to stop playing. And some of you guys, you know, you have a weakness, you know, because, you, you know, any, anything of the opposite sex that goes walking down the street and your mind goes there and your eyes go there. And, and, and if, you go to, if you go to a motel someplace, you might want to call the motel early and tell them, take the TV out of the room. Come on, go get yourself a flip phone and, and get off the Internet and do whatever it takes to not open that door to that enemy. And, and, you know, and if, if, you, if you can find that weakness, man, and you, you, listen, you want to close the door to the enemy, get rid of the weakness, because he ain't coming in through your area of strength. So you start dealing with that weakness, you, and you refu refuse to leave a door, give no place to the devil. The Bible, the Bible says give no place to the devil, and the word place is a position of effectual opportunity. Don't give the enemy any space. Man, refuse to give that to him. I'm not going to give him that space. I'm going to listen. Where I'm at in my in my walk with God now, you know, it's really crazy because stuff that I didn't think mattered at all just a couple of years ago, and God's been dealing with me. And, and, and man, I'm telling you, I'm just at a new level of liberty. But there are certain things that are no longer a part of my life. I don't miss it at all. And honestly, I, I, some of this stuff, I mean, like when, when God spoke to me and said, listen, just give up R-rated movies. It was, it was one of these fast things. We're going to give up something. And, and, you know, I'm searching. What am I giving up? And just talking to God, and it was like R-rated movies. I'm thinking, we don't even do movies. But, you know, we ain't ever going to another one if we give up R. Because stuff has to blow up. People have to die, or I'm not paying 10 bucks. <laughs> just being real, you know. You know, Shelby, she wants to watch... Uh, Hallmark movies, she can do that with one of the girls. 
Nine. But, uh, uh, okay, give up R-rated movies. What's, what's the big deal with that? I don't know. It, you, know you know, who cares? I'm just getting, okay, God, you can have that. I don't do, I don't do R-rated movies. Okay, uh, you, you know, I don't drink alcohol. I don't partake in tobacco products. I, 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 you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not on the internet looking at porn. I'm not, you know, I'm, what am I doing? I'm, I'm, I'm going to do whatever it takes to live a life that's pure and holy. Why? Well, because I've experienced some freedom in my life. And I'm finding out that, you know what? This freedom stuff is awesome. I said, this, this freedom, you, you, know, you know these vets that stood up and fought for your freedom? Freedom is awesome. And it's worth fighting for. And instead of caving in and giving up and quitting because it's hard to get some areas of weakness dealt with, you need to get a backbone and you need to say, you know what, devil? I'm not, I'm not leaving you any more room in my life. Man, I'm going to walk in the light as he is in the light and I'm going to have fellowship with him. Man, I, I said, I'm going to have fellowship with him. And I'm going to demonstrate Satan's defeat in every area of my life. Why? Because the enemy has been defeated. He's under my feet. I, and, and if you're, if you're going to be a champion, let me tell you something. What you, what, if, you're, if you're ranked, you don't have to fight some unranked loser. A lot of you guys are in the wrong battle. You're fighting your aunt. She's not the devil. You're fighting some cousin somewhere or some ex. It's a wrong battle. So no matter what happens, guess what you ain't never going to have? Victory. There ain't no reward. Hello, somebody. I said there ain't no reward in fighting the wrong battle. Did I give you verse 11 of Ephesians 6? Did we get 11 and 12? Who's got, I have a Bible. That's right, I brought one in case I went somewhere I didn't tell you. You know, uh, I told you it's going to be kind of a weird night. uh, Because I'm actually going to use a Bible. Some of you guys that have never seen a book, uh, that's what this is here in front of me. Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord, right? That's verse 10. And in the power of his might, and verse 11 says, put on the whole armor of God so that you can stand against the wiles of the devil. So that you can stand against the wiles of the devil. You, you, know, you know the word stand, the word stand there, it means to keep intact. I mean, picture like your family. So that you can keep it intact because the enemy's trying. You have an enemy that's going to come in. How's he going to come in? He's going to use your weaknesses. He's going to find your weakness, and, then, and that's how he's coming in. And he's going to come in, and he's going to try to disrupt the peace that you have because Isaiah 32, uh, 18 says, my people dwell in a peaceful habitation, a secure dwelling, and a quiet resting place. So what the enemy's going to do is he's going to come in and try to disrupt that peace. Yeah, he's he's going to come in because, because household salvation is part of the salvation that Jesus provided for you because of Acts 16, 31 that says, if you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you'll be saved and your whole house too. And so the enemy's doing warfare. And so he's finding, he's finding your area of weakness so that he can get in, so he can disrupt your house so that you won't actually see victory in areas of your, uh, uh, the, you know, that God's promised you. So to stand, see, if you have to be strong in order to stand, to keep intact what the enemy's trying to pull apart.
Are you with me? You have to be strong. See, I, well, I just need somebody to pray for me. No, you need to get a backbone. And you need to say, okay, devil, I'm driving you out of my house. You are no longer messing with my wife, with my spouse, with my, with my kids, with my finances, with my health. You don't have any authority here. I have authority here. So I'm going to rise up, and I'm, I'm going to put on the armor of God and stand. I'm going to keep intact. Hello, somebody. You're not going to be able to pull this apart. And listen to this. Verse 12 says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. How many of you heard that before? Come on, hold your hand up so people can see. How many of you heard that before? That the battle's not against flesh and blood. Then why are you mad at people? See, the enemy... You just need to understand your enemy. See, your coworker is not your enemy. He just knows where your weakness is. And because he knows where that weakness is, he can introduce you to your enemy right there. And so you get mad at Jimmy Bob. Well, you're fighting the wrong battle. You don't get a reward for standing against Jimmy Bob. There is no reward for fighting the guy who abused you. There's no reward for fighting the people who spoke against you. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal. This battle that we're fighting, it ain't, we're not fighting people. You're fighting spiritual, you know, uh, it's spiritual forces. You know, the, the enemy, he, 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 he can't like just use things so, he, so, he, so he's coming, you know, you, the struggle always, always seems to be based around people. But that's what it looks like. But we don't walk by sight. Well, we don't walk by sight don't fight by sight either. See, your problem, your problem is not that person. Well, we just need to get together, and I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to rip my new one. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going I'm I'm to take their head off. And I'm telling you that God wants to bring you to a place of victory where that person is no longer an issue for you. Was it weird just in the last 24, 48 hours to be in the car with me when people were honking. And I'm like, hear, hear those guys? I, we, were, we were, you know, in I-5 when it comes into, uh, or, no, it's uh, the 205. And it comes down to that weird spot where you're going to go left and you're going to go on into Salem, you're going to go right and you're going to go up to the airport. And, and, and it just, it, it's convoluted mess. And, and it's, like, it's like the road into hell. And you're coming down in there, and, and no matter, you know, I mean, traffic stopped. We're sitting in the lane, and people are trying to cut in, and people are honking. And I promise you that just a few months ago, I would have responded much differently. And there's, there's just, you know what? That thing is gone. The thing that's been part of my life, my entire life. And I'm thinking, you know what? Freedom rocks. 
you know, there's areas of there's areas of bondage that we have put up with and, and tolerated, and, and we we said, you know, well, that's just the way I am. That's just who I am. That's just you know, oh well, you know, just you know, just deal with it. And 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 I need to actually tell you, you know, hey, you're gonna have to forgive me. You, I need to repent for telling you, you know, for coming out and say, hey, don't honk at me, because I'll, you know, I yank you out of your car and teach you how not to honk. But it's like, let me tell you what life without that is, way better. Had no idea that there was a problem. And see, and I think a lot of us, we're living, we're living with this stuff that's wreaking havoc in our lives. And God's saying, listen, what I want you to do is cross this threshold. You don't need that no more. But you're, you're battling with people. See, there, there's this, this, enemy, this enemy that you need to be aware of, he's trying to get you to fight people so that you ain't never going to get the victory. See, because it's not the person. It's the... It, it's the fruit. It's the root, right? So what you just need to do is you just need to forgive. Thank you for that huge amen. You just need to take the people out of the picture. And you, you just need to say, you know what? <laughs> That's where I've given the enemy a place. I've given him a position of effectual opportunity in my life because I've assigned your face to the enemy's product. And even if I beat you, I don't win. But if I crush him, we both get freedom. I believe that God wants you to have freedom at a level like you've never known before. 2 Timothy 2, 1 we're almost done. Second Timothy 2 1. My son, be strong. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ. Listen, freedom demands strength. And freedom is never granted voluntarily by the oppressor. It must be demanded by the oppressed. You and you gotta stand up, you gotta say, you know what? I'm not afraid to demand my freedom. I recognize that this strength comes from a relational position. My son, be strong. Let, let, let me just put it this way. Kids with a really awesome dad are fearless kids. Have you ever known families... I mean, real strong families, kids, kids, kids with a great dad, fearless kids. They'll do anything. They'll try anything. They'll go anywhere. They'll say anything. You know what my boys used to do? You know, this is clear, way, way back when the ice cream truck was coming down the road. Remember this? Remember what they do? There was this ice cream truck, and it would come, and, and, and Evan would get everybody together, get them out there, and don't worry about it. My dad will buy Just fearless. You know, just maybe, maybe for some of you, maybe for some of you, uh, what you need to do is instead of mourning the father you didn't have, you need to celebrate the father you do have. 
my son, be strong. Where's your strength at? In the grace that is in Christ. Knowing who you are in Christ connects you to the grace, the power to be who God's called you to be. There's areas in our life where we have weakness. We need to address it. We need to admit it. And we need to drive it out. And we need to realize that, you know what? This isn't about people. Some of you guys, you know, releasing some person. is You've been mad at somebody. You've been wounded by somebody. You've been bitten. You've been stabbed. You've been kicked. You've been drugged. You, you know, and it's gone on. It's gone on forever. And every time, every time something touches that wound, you see that face. And tonight, I think that God, what God would love to do is just eradicate that so that it's not that face that you see anymore. You realize that, you know what, that's not where the battle's at. That, so, and if that's not where the battle's at, that's not where the victory's at. And, and if that's not where the victory's at, that's not where the reward's at. So don't fight a battle that ain't got no reward because you can't, you can't win beating that guy or that gal or those people. or those. You, no, let me tell you where you win. You win in the spirit. And, and you're going to have real freedom, and, and it's, gonna, it's, it's life-changing from this point forward. And you can walk in that tonight. So what I want us to do, just, just right now, just close your book and close your eyes, and, and you're sitting here in this room, and you know that, my God, this is, this is what I need in my life, is, is I, I need to stop fighting the people, and I need to get victory over this spirit realm. And, and, and I, I need to rise up in who God's called me to be, and I need to know that, you, you know what, my, my strength is in the grace that is in Christ, and I'm going to tap into that. And so I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to not tolerate this weakness. Anyway, it's a weakness to associate all of this stuff with a person. That's my weakness. It's my weakness. So I'm, I'm going to get rid of it tonight. And, and I'm going to ask you to do something really bold. If you're in this room right now, and you know that there's people that you've struggled with, but you just finally want to be free from that. No more games with these people. No, I'm going after a spiritual victory. Right where you are, I just want you to stand to your feet. I'm not going to bring you down front or anything like that, but tonight, I just want you to stand to your feet and say, yeah, man, uh, man, God's just dealing with me right here. This is an issue in my life, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get real spiritual victory. It's awesome. It's awesome. You know, and if you, if you just, if you see people right there real close to you, you, know, you just, just kind of reach your hand out towards them. We're just going to pray. We're going we're to lift these people who are standing. We're just going to lift them up. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus. God, I, I just thank you that if we walk in the light, as you are in the light, if we walk in the light, we have fellowship with you. Not with each other, but with you. And there's strength with you. And there's victory with you. And when God's on our side, it doesn't make any difference who or what. Or, it, the whole world can come against us, but God, we walk in victory, and we're, we're champions. You've called us to live like champions, and these people tonight, Lord, they're taking a stand. They've, they've stood up for, for, for what's right. They've stood up for freedom. They've, they've taken a stand uh, against uh, carnal warfare, and tonight, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you, because God, as we press in to hear you, that's when things begin to happen. And one act of obedience opens the door for you to do stuff that we would have never dreamed of, thought of, we couldn't ever comprehend. So God, I just thank you for amazing freedom in every one of these lives tonight as the chains of bondage are, are, are ripped 
out of their, out of their environment. God, they are no longer held bondage to that sin. They're not intimidated by a defeated enemy. God, we, we have set our mind on you now. And it's not on some person, but God, our mind is set on you. And we thank you for freedom in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody shouted, amen. Come on, give God one more shout and one more praise. Thank you, God. Amen. Yeah, sit down for a minute. Just sit down. Listen, I just, I just want to say this before whoever's going to close is going to come and close. But, uh, you know, a mindset. We set our mind on things above. We set our mind. Let this mind be in you. Let this attitude be in you, which is also in Christ. You know, set your mind here. Set your mind. And that term is like when a bone is broken and the doctor sets it, right? And, and, and so when, the bone, when a bone is broken and when it's reset, when the bone, it, it, when a, when the bone heals, that, that place where the break used to be is now stronger than it, than it, than it was before the break, right? And it's like just basic stuff. But th- that's what this is talking about. When, when you allow God to see what's happening for a lot of us when we stood tonight, you know what we're doing is we're admitting that my mindset was broken. See, when Jesus said, I, I came to, to, to heal the brokenhearted, well, as a man thinketh in his heart. So when you're brokenhearted, your thoughts, your thinking's dislocated. No, it's broke. And when you, when you allow, when you can admit that it's broken, he can reset it. And now you have a strength that you never had before. Stronger than it ever was before. I'm telling you, the, the, the enemy, he's going to try to come and remind you. He's going to try to show you these faces. Some of you guys, some of you guys, you're going to be seeing that, you know, that guy, that, that, that gal, that, those people, then their face would pop up every time that wound was touched. And you'd see those faces. And before you, before you get out to the car, I'm telling you, the enemy's going to try to get you to look at those faces. And you, but you got to have the backbone. you got, you got to say, you know, this is what I believe. I'm free from that. I'm free from that. You know, you know it used to be anytime anybody honked, <laughs> Okay, we're gonna have throwdown. We're getting it on. Now, anytime anybody honks, I, I want to I, I want to remind people what God's done for me. Dude, I'm free from that. Did you hear those people honking? Dude, I was so glad when they did it a couple more times the other day. So I could point out to the five guys in the van, hey, check it out. They're honking. And they're like, You you don't want to come on, let's chase after a couple of them. They were kind of bummed. This would have been a good time last week. Okay, but this week we're free. Amen. Come on, give God one more shout, one more praise.